Welcome to Koke, a podcast for all generations. Koke is a Punjabi word. It means to be open. It means to be openly. And here at Koke, we encourage all of our listeners to listen Koke, speak Koke, and think Koke. This is your girl, Harpo. I'm Simran. And this is Nimrit. And this is season three, episode three, titled Turning Inwards. Today, we're joined by someone very special, all the way from Ontario. Her name is Jyoti Saldana. Jyoti is an artist, and she's an arts educator, and she is an arts for wellness facilitator. She's also the creator of Her Space, a women's wellness space, and she can be found on Instagram at Jyoti underscore creative and also Jyoti.ca. So Jyoti reached out to us on our Kolke podcast Instagram page and had an incredible idea about having this wonderful conversation that we're going to have right here, right now. It has to do a lot with the way that the world is currently. But I think that as we go along, we'll find that we can really have this conversation apply to anything in our life that is difficult, anything that is emotionally heavy, anything that creates chaos in our lives and forces us to unravel. So I want to pass the mic on to Jyoti and just have you say hello and, you know, kind of just give us a an audio wave to our listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I feel very honored to be in this space amongst beautiful brown women like yourselves and uh, just th- having this platform to share and to have dialogue around the important things that are impacting us all at this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk some more about what's coming up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the reason that we wanted to title this episode Turning Inwards is we saw, I, I mean, for me personally, I've seen this, um, I guess you could say meme or quote kind of floating the internet and social media ever since the pandemic started. And it's, if you can't go outside, go inside. And that can be literally, you know, go inside your house, or it can be very uh, figuratively go inwards, right? Turning your gaze inwards. And I think that's a very interesting metaphor. So I guess right off the bat, what does turning inwards mean for all of us? What does that look like? What do we think about when we see the phrase turning inwards? Yeah, it's, I, I feel like, you know, we are forced to look at ourselves and how we are reacting to what's happening out of ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and really, you know, relinquishing control at this time, because we really can't control what's happening outside of ourselves. There really is nothing we can do about it. So, you know, I feel like it's, it's a given that we go inside and, and really look at, What's coming up in terms of anxiety and fear and this idea of feeling thrown off balance mm-hmm. um, and what it feels like, like going through the feelings, going through the emotions, allowing ourselves to feel the feels. And I know it can be very uncomfortable, but it's really important that we, we acknowledge what's happening and how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. I just want to build on that. I agree mm-hmm. with Jyoti. It is so difficult because most often we don't want to feel the feels. I know Simon usually tells me, Mom, I got a lot of feels today. <laughs> and I know that what I do is just go straight to chocolate or candy or go to the me fridge, too. right? 
And I think it's, for me, turning inward is more about, more than just feeling the feels. It's about observing my own feeling of the feels. Because when I'm just in the feelings, it can be very chaotic and and sometimes yeah. it can last for days and it'll be a cycle and I'll feel very tired. Yet if I can stop and observe myself, even as I go through it, then there yeah. there's kind of like a compassion, a forgiveness, a feeling that there must be a deeper meaning behind this. Yeah. That helps me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I get, um, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> I like to talk about that. Um, I have a lot of feelings. I don't know what to do with them because they get very overwhelming. And if I, I'm, um, I'm a classic avoider because I get very overwhelmed, um, mm-hmm. like very easily. I think I used to be a little bit better. No, better at compartmentalizing, not better at dealing with mm-hmm. them. Um, and I think I've kind of lost that touch, which I, it could be a good thing because I think it's now forcing me to like okay well you do have a lot of feelings and you need to deal with them somehow but yeah I avoid I avoid the feeling part and I can't and I don't think that then because I'm doing that I can never get to the like observation that mom was talking about I'm getting better at allowing myself to experience the bad days but I'm not giving myself enough space to like relish and and like enjoy the good days like as much there's always like a negative or like a oh but this is also something you have to do and there's also like I find myself pulling myself away from like letting the positivity or the good days like be good turning inwards for me I I just want to echo what everyone has said is um it's understanding my patterns it's understanding my habits and really just observing myself like you've all said but it's also activating the divine within me and moving through life with this calmness inside of me, with this neutrality inside of me and pausing to reflect. You know, one thing that I've been practicing a lot in this space of turning inwards is responding and not reacting and learning what my patterns are, like I said already. Um, Two things that you said uh, Jyoti, that kind of, you know, made me think where first you said relinquishing control, and then you said something about balance. And I would love to know, like, that word is so juicy, you know, I just feel like I imagine like such a ripe grapefruit when I hear the word relinquish. So mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that relinquishing control? You know, what, why do we, I mean, just, I mean, yeah, what is relinquishing control? And what does that mean? Yeah, I'll speak from my personal experience, especially at this time, you know, there, there was so much structure in my life and, and really time blocking and, and creating this, you know, routine and consistency. And that, of course, has been pulled, like it's like a rug that's been pulled from under me. Mm-hmm. And I, I found myself, you know, gravitating to to fixing, fixing it all. And, and so... You know, I, I ended up getting sick. Uh, it wasn't COVID. It was something else. But I, I ended up really having to stop and take care of myself. And and understanding that the, at this time, there is just no way I can continue to hold on and attach to the things outside myself and, and fix anything. There, I had to take care of myself. I had to be gentle. I had to rest and just really stop. Just stop. And so for me, relinquishing control really comes down to, you know, and I I didn't, it shouldn't have taken me getting sick. 
you know, at the end of the day, it shouldn't be COVID. It shouldn't be illness. It sh- we should be really reflecting on, you know, what are we hanging on to? What are we trying to, to, to fix or change or outside of ourselves, right? What are we holding on to? Um, and so it really, this, it forced me to just stop and, and let go and trust. There was an element of trust in, I'm going to be okay. You know, everything's, it's going to take its course. So what can I work on? What can I do within myself, within my body uh, to, to find that peace and that balance? But there was a lot of letting go. There was a lot of surrendering and trusting Mm -hmm. and forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big one in terms of letting go and, and, and just knowing that, you know, I'm doing the best that I can, you know, in showing up for myself at this time. So, yeah, that's relinquishing control and involves trust, forgiveness, surrender. Yeah. It's so interesting the way you talk because I think, and we, Tarbo mentioned this, like how this applies to so many, can apply to any aspect of your life, mm-hmm. but not only is it about right now, but also for me, the last year has been really like felt like a rug was pulled out from under me. And right now in this moment, I'm realizing how much like we rely on like external structures and having that hold us up and hold us together. Whereas there's, there's so much avoidance for me for like putting into place internally inside how am I going to hold myself up instead of relying on a job or school or that structure to make me feel like good or that I'm doing something or that I'm worth anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's coming up for me as you're talking is what I used to feel when I was young when I used to have three months off in the summer I usually used to go to Kenya to see my parents and there was golden, golden, long, long days. I mean, that's a long time, very unstructured. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing else to do. It was lazy, long days of reflection and just being in good food. And that feeling was so lovely to have, Mm -hmm. right? And yet as an adult, as I've grown up, I've built so many structures around me if I... Like, it's my birthday next week, and I want to kind of take the week off, but I feel guilty. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, I don't even have that much work. But I feel guilty because I should be working. I should be looking for more work, right? I should be helping people as a coach. What happened to those lazy days of just dreaming? And and I'm yearning for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a beautiful time for that. You know, this idea of of taking rest and taking pause um, to just really reflect on on this value, right? What are we attaching our inner value? You know, there's a lot of identities that we sort of, again, this, uh, this word attachment comes to me, you know, attaching myself to being a mom, being, you know, working, being a wife, being a community builder, and, 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 and connecting that directly to what my value is. Mm-hmm. And now that's all been cut. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, snap, like now what? You know, what is my value? So really, again, like, I, I don't want to use the word forcing because I don't feel like it's forced. I feel like 
we've been presented with this gift yeah. now to look within and say, okay, like, what do I value? What makes me who I am? You know, what me, what, what, um, what builds this light within me and, and what, what is my makeup all about? Um, and it's a beautiful exploration. You know, it's those lazy days, those beautiful days of summer that we, as children, were just able to just do whatever we felt like in the moment. We have that opportunity right now to be able to, of course, not go the extreme and do nothing every day, but, but explore the rest, explore the pause, explore what be observers of what we're thinking and doing and what's coming up. And I just love that we've been gifted this and look at it as, as, as a gift. Mm-hmm. I think what's also coming up for me is I was just thinking about how there's a different version of me during all of this time that perhaps I, I don't want to say that I didn't know existed because I feel like deep down it was always there. But now that I have more time to turn inwards, I'm, allowing it to surface more so an example is I you know Sam might know this as well because I've told her this is that I'm somebody who is so readily accessible via phone all the time like Mm -hmm. you could send me a message call or like any sort of social media interaction at any time of the day and I'm very readily accessible like I'll respond right away and I'm always someone that's on her phone all the time I get a lot of slack for it from my loved ones and during this pandemic I just don't want to respond to anybody I saw this tweet and it was like sorry for not responding I literally just don't care about anything anymore Mm -hmm. and I feel that so truly there's snapchats that I have from three days ago that I haven't opened yet and I used to be someone who would open things right away or open messages right away and reply right away and that hasn't happened and for me it doesn't feel too far off from who I am you know like it doesn't feel like it's a foreign person it doesn't feel like an unknown person but I'm also confused because is it just, is this the version of me only during this pandemic or have I always been like this at all times? And I think now is an interesting time for us to explore that. It's when you, when you saying that, like how it's somebody that's always been inside you, I'm like, yeah, I feel like me as Harpo's friend, I've always seen you as you want to be that person. <laughs> you want to stop using your phone because you used to get so irritated and you're just like so overwhelmed I feel yeah, you though. So, uh, it's it's sorry. like I see other like there's other like tweets and memes and things where people are like, um, oh you don't have an excuse to like not answer or to leave somebody on red, but it's just like, I think it's kind of bringing to light that maybe we are all so overwhelmed by the constant like, pressure to connect or pressure to show up for this and show up for that, and that we weren't taking the time to just be who we wanted to be, and relax a little. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of, you know, distracting the yeah. distractions from ourselves. You know, we had a lot of spaces and places and people and relationships and work that we had to show up for mm-hmm. before this all happened. And again, a beautiful gift to just to be able to say no, mm-hmm. to say, OK, I'm taking this time. I'm not going to be I'm going to take some time off uh, and not be so available and, you know, just going inwards, right? It's staying in, going in, um, and and being able to say no, finding that balance and, and having this this time afforded to us to be able to find that balance and not be go, 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 rush, rush, rush. 
uh, you know, and going from point A to point B and being able to say, wait a second, let me just relish in this time of rest, or let me just relish in what I just accomplished, mm-hmm. or let me just take pause after finishing what I just finished. Because I, I feel like as a society, we're so on to the next. Yeah. We're so ready to move on to the next. And we, one, we don't reward ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't celebrate. And two, we don't rest and, and, and just take some time to, to decompress and process and reflect and engage in dialogue around what is happening around us. So I feel like this has given us that time to do that, to really just talk about stuff and, and, and celebrate and rest. Like, I, I just feel like it's, yeah, the busyness has stopped. The distractions from ourselves has stopped and, and given us this beautiful opportunity to go in. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm hearing you as you speak is not just the turning inwards, but turning to our loved ones. Like, I don't know about you, but I see people out there, like, you know, dads with their kids on bikes that I didn't used to see before. Because everybody was so busy, so there's a chance now to connect more with your family, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's all you can do. You can't distract yourself with shopping or the mall or all those things. And you can't actually go for a drive or a holiday. you got to stay close to home, so your local neighborhood, right? Uh, We take a walk nearly every day, and there are different things to see in the different gardens, and like there's houses a, I didn't know were there, like you know, gardens I didn't know were there that I live right near. And it's so simple, yeah. right? Because it's not we're not going to Australia or New Zealand for some beautiful scenery, but there's beauty right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is though, if if this is a collective experience that we're all experiencing, right? This isn't in an indiv- individual thing. Like the four of us here are experiencing something similar of turning mm-hmm. inwards. I'm sure everybody who's listening is experiencing an element of that. You know, something that, Jyoti, you mentioned in our initial conversation of wanting to come together was, you know, how can I use this time to better take care of both my, not both, like all of my my heart, my body, and my soul. And in that process of taking care of myself and turning inwards, how can I turn around and expand that so that it's beyond me and it goes into that, into the world and we can be part of this collective unraveling, but then on the other end, be a part of this collective healing And the other piece to that was, if I don't do that, if I don't better my mind, my heart, and my body and soul in this time, then what was the point of all of this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, uh, uh, you know, we always talk about this new normal and sort of this reinvention of what the new normal is going to look like. You know, how do we want to come out the other side of this? Mm -hmm. You know, do we... Do we want to go back to what it was before this no. all happened? I don't think any of us do. No. And it's very it's very important for us to, to acknowledge the fact that we have been given this time to make a shift in our lives, within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is it that we want to do? How does that look? What does that look like? And again, it's not this pressure to write a book yeah. or to create, you know, it's, it's about um, how are we going to start from within and make the make some changes create some shifts take a look observe take a look at how we've been doing things and where do we want to make improvements Mm -hmm. you know perhaps it is learning something new but perhaps it's also healing 
from some some old patterns and some things that we want to you know like for example for myself it's like I want to up my water intake so I've been doing that you know regularly and consistently um, a new meditation practice you know things that are really going to ground me that I want to take continue after all this is done you know mm-hmm. and and how uh, am I going to shift within the family within the home you know what improvements am I making within my living space so, you know, this, again, this time to be able to, to declutter and reorganize and maybe paint or, um, so the going within is so interesting because it's the body that, I, you know, definitely, and like the healing that's taking place and the, the surrender, but then there's also the space around me, you know, how do I want to, 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 to feel when then this space, what do I want to see happen around me? Um, and so, yeah, just just looking looking around and, and how how am I going to come out of this? How are we all going to come out on the other side in a different space, in a in a better place? Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to like acknowledge that piece. What you said about like it's not about coming like writing a book. Like it's not about those big like. And this is something that like I just get a little bit frustrated by by myself as well is that I have there's this pressure that you're like okay I have to do something like I have to do something really really important and really really life-changing but sometimes it's those small things that are going to be life-changing because that's where you weren't looking after yourself or that's where you weren't you didn't have like you were now able to sit back and look at the little shifts that are going to improve like long term not just this hypothetical book that you're going to write yeah and I think what I'm hearing you say Simon is the longer term change so that your who you're being is changing and we come back we keep on coming back to less of doing so if there's less of doing there's more being Mm -hmm. and that's the more reflection the more looking inside like sit a whole afternoon and just look at your garden or do some gardening without any goals in mind what's that like what kind of I think um, inspiring me to think about is like being more present. Um, So I think all the doing can be really future oriented and really like tiring Mm -hmm. and you're missing so much in your right now. And for me, I also feel like this is, and, and again, I mean, I'm using this, this time that we're in right now as an example, but I feel like in any way, you can you can think of it this way is that it creates new possibilities of existing or being Mm -hmm. for example I don't think before this time I could have fathomed how we would live or how we would just exist and be if the way that the current world was wasn't like that right let's say governments now are working from home like, you know, you used to look at the gas price and you used to see it at like 140, 150 and be like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. remember those days when it was like 90 cents and like we're in those days now where it is like so 96 weird. cents and, you know, certain businesses that we love, things that we loved are like shutting down. For example, I read yesterday that Science World in Vancouver might close down and I could not have even imagined uh, pre-pandemic that that would be a possibility. And so... In that way, it creates pockets of new possibilities. And one possibility that I was thinking about a lot was how it's really shifted how we 
uh, treat one another as people, as beings, you know, for example, now that everything is, we're doing things online, you know, we're doing it through video conferencing, this boundary and these, these, these like rigid lines of, of um, what's the word like etiquette have really like shifted Mm -hmm. and it's created a place for more compassion and empathy for people you know like Mm -hmm. now there's government meetings happening over zoom and one of your co-workers flushes the toilet and all of a sudden they're not just a person down the hall that you work with but they're an actual be person who has a home with a family who has young children and it creates more human connection. I feel like we were yeah. shifting into this decade with like a lot of technical stuff, a lot of like rigid structures, but that's all kind of just crumbled and it's created new possibilities for us as people. Yeah. I want to share that, um, you know, we have some neighbors who, who can be pretty angry if you park in their spot in front of their house. Yeah. So this has been for years. They've been our neighbors. And, you know, since this hit, he smiles at us and waves and says hello and it's and he asks yeah, us how first, we're doing. It was like the first week you came home. We were with my grandpa Nana, and, and um, he was like, "Are you okay?" He was like waving from his porch. Yeah. Like, Are you okay? Are you doing well? And so beautiful. It's like wow. I think we're seeing each other as human beings, being yeah. that compassionate. At seven p.m., and we go and you know hit the pots and pans on the street. Everybody's looking at everybody else and waving. Are you okay? Are you okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And we've lived on this street for how many years now? lots of years like 15 at least yeah and we just we never did that as as neighbors yeah right so there's new possibilities for sure and i want to keep that that's part of like you know jyoti you asked the question who do we want to be on the other side how do we want to be on the other side i want to keep this kind of stuff i don't want to go back to that old world because that Mm -hmm. old world was unsustainable we were too busy our lives were going by Mm -hmm. based on this doing and meanwhile we were missing the joys of the present yeah, and I really, that human connection piece is, like, so true as well, that, like, it was just, it was almost like you go to work and you wear this, like, work mask, and you go home and you have this other life, and you, with certain friends, and you have this, and it just, it's tiring to keep all that up, and why yeah. does everything have to be so, I'm professional, and this, like, I can't be a human, like, everybody has, everybody's a human, we're all humans, we all have our own shit to deal with, mm-hmm. and it's a reality and why can't it just be accepted that that's the way it is that nobody is perfect mm-hmm. i'm just loving watching like good morning america i think it's kelly ripper like her how her hair and makeup's looking different because there's not a professional person doing it for her like she looks yeah, so like, normal it's now. so real like everything's <laughs> just so real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love it. it 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 brings out that you know what do we value mm-hmm. what's val what do how do how do we value ourselves but what are what's important to us right now you know this sort of like this precarity around our health and our love you know our loved one's health and mm-hmm. and those around us and checking in and just really you know this bringing that humanity to to our lives and, and understanding that like okay we share this this experience now and like it has brought us together in a very new way, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I love that the idea of the seeds, planting these seeds, like what, when we ask ourselves, what do we value within us and around us? Um, it's like, what kind of seeds do we want to plant? So intention comes to my mind very clearly, like, you know, what intent, what are our intentions moving forward? Mm-hmm. How do we want to show up? Mm-hmm. Not only for ourselves, 
which is the most important because it starts with self, but how are we going to now show up in our relationships, in work, in our communities, in our families, and, and really thinking about what those intentions are. You know, it's it's kind of like goals, but intentions feels like, a, you know, we are owning it. Mm-hmm. We're taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we, we have that power to shift into yeah. into into creating that for ourselves. I think um, I think what I would like to ask all of us now is, you know, turning inwards is the first step, but then using everything that you find, not necessarily as like an endpoint, but what you continue to find as you keep walking this path of life and walking this path of healing and, you know, navigating this journey is, so do, how do we come out the other side and how do we take that from inside and into outside, right? Because right now we're, we've been told that if you can't go outside, go inside. But I would like to think that there is going to be a time where we're going to be able to go back outside, so how do we take all of that and move forward? And maybe that's a that's a question we can't answer here. Maybe that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, we, we, we keep exploring. But as a possibility, how do we take that beyond ourselves? I think I go back to, like, intention and mm-hmm. um, mindfulness and just being more aware. Because now we've had this, like, kind of jarring, like, shocking experience um, that it's... I don't know, for me, I feel like I'm going to be so much more mindful of all these things and all my intentions going forward. Not just like, oh, I thought about it once when we recorded an episode and then I forgot about it the next day. Like, you know, we, I don't know. I just think it'll be, I'm hoping that it'll be more long lasting. I, I think for me, it'll be how precious it is, right? You never know how precious something is until you lose it sometimes mm-hmm. if you're not mindful and so how precious it is precious it is to go out for a coffee yeah. or just, you know, to walk outside, to go to the forest, to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And we were in our, I, I'll speak for myself, I was in my, what's that thing? I don't know. The hamster wheel. So I was in my hamster wheel, like really rushing from one place to the other, mm-hmm. not slowing down. So for me, it would be to appreciate what is. And when I look around at people they were sometimes they were just people, right? I didn't feel like really connected to them, but right mm-hmm. now I feel more connected to everyone who comes across my path. There's very few people who come across my path, but we always wave and kind of give us each other a wide, you know, six feet distance. But we acknowledge each other more. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Even my nana does that. Like he, I took him out for a walk after a few days. He hadn't gone outside, and he was like, he if he would saw someone coming. His first reaction is, okay, let me make sure that they go six feet away from me because he watches the news all day. But his second reaction, quite quickly, is always like he's he slows down when anyone approaches and he really wants to like make eye contact with them and say hello. And he's mm. a really quiet person. Like he wouldn't always do that, I don't think. Maybe for people he recognizes. He at them. But he like stops his walker, makes eye contact, and is like, hello. <laughs> like really wants Aww. you to see him, whether or not like he's just even he's yearning for connection. Yeah, he waves yeah. at the FedEx guy, the mailman. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and they all smile and they get a little embarrassed and then they wave back. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. For me, it's something that Sim said, like right at the beginning of this episode. Um, and it's this uh, long standing reliance on external structures mm-hmm. and per- putting value in 
external things and not necessarily ever putting them internally. So finding value, finding reliance internally Mm-hmm. during this time when the only fun thing I can do is to go inwards. But then, I mean, I I don't fully know, so this is going to sound a little bit incomplete, but something along that line of everything that you've ever relied on externally has crumbled. And the only thing standing right now is whatever is on the inside of you. So maybe that's a lesson moving forward that you should rely always on internal things. And not necessarily external things. Mm-hmm. Again, unfinished, unformed, but mm-hmm. something to do with that I and agree. expanding that. The, the, yeah, I love that idea of um, going inward and and even though you don't know all the answers, yeah, mm-hmm. to to just be to start with being present with self mm-hmm. and and sitting with self and getting real still. Mm-hmm. And doing, you know, whether it's a meditation or just breathing or just looking at your garden, but getting real still with yourself and being okay with not knowing yeah. what's going to happen next, yeah. what's going to happen next week. Being okay with that, having that sense of trust within, mm-hmm. uh, again, that value within, and knowing that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And taking and and taking those steps, you know, writing down your intentions for the day, for the week, for the month, and knowing that there's a greater power at work, and that greater power can lead us, lead us as long as we start with self, mm-hmm. in trusting self. Mm-hmm. And on that note, for all of us who can understand it, I'm gonna make a song recommendation. There's a song by A.R. Rahman. The name of it is Kun Faya Kun. And in English, it translates to be and it is. So for me, that song always is meditative. It brings me to tears every time I listen to it. And there's a line in the song that says, Jab pe kuch nahi tha, wohi tha. So it means when there was nothing, you were always there. And I think that you is yourself and mm-hmm. it's that divine inside of you. So even it, even though it may feel like everything around us has shifted and there's nothing there, and, you know, it's unknown, it's everything. The one thing that you can always count on and trust on is yourself. So mm-hmm. that, go listen to that song. It's great. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thank you.